0: I used it, you should go over and start using it now. Ah, spring.
1: Nothing like the world progressing towards summer to inspire your own progress. That's what life's all about, in your career, relationships, and your finances. Credit bill, visa credit card is by Bancorp Bank, NA or Bank NA. Members Out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com/disclosures for details.
0: What's going on, earners? Welcome to EYL University, the number one place for business education. Shadi, tell them we'll be bringing.
3: Yes, EYL University already has over a hundred past webinars from all areas of business. It includes weekly webinars from industry leaders. It includes access to our investment Facebook group, movie club, our book club. It also includes access to monthly. Financial planning calls with yours truly. But what has been added has access to MG the Mortgage Guy's Home Buyers Blueprint over 14 hours, everything you need to know as far as the home buying process is concerned. And also, what has been added is access to our monthly group chat calls. Right. So, once a month, me, Troy, and the whole team is gonna let you in on our personal plays, our portfolio, what we're doing, and more. So all of that, we are running for a special promo code of 70% off for a limited time only. So head to EYLUniversity.com right now and take advantage. You know how this works? Don't wait. Don't hesitate. We'll see you on the other side. My graduates from my school being Forbes. Bag drop. Bag drop. <laughs> <laughs> F- a mic drop. Bag drop. <laughs> Bag drop. All right, guys. Welcome back. This is an extremely important episode. So um, you know, it's been a while since we uh, talked about um, personal credit. Yeah. Um, shout out to him, five hundred. That was a that was a dope classic episode. That was a lot of exotic stuff, um, <laughs> and he's he's the, very good at that. The he's legend himself. it's high end. It's a lot of exotic stuff, but um, you know, we we had one uh, basic credit episode. And outside of that, that's the only credit episode that we had. And that was over a year ago. And um, so now I think it would be a good time to revisit the conversation of, you know, personal credit, how to purchase real estate with credit, how to student loans and, um, you know, business credit, things of these natures. It's like
0: unknown territory.
3: Yeah, you can't have a financial literacy uh, platform without fully addressing credit and it's like even stocks like think about market mondays we talk about stocks every single week and it's still not enough for people like you Mm -hmm. know what i'm saying so credit is something that we just can't talk about one time or even two times we gotta talk about it several different times so we brought the big dog the big dog himself yeah jose rodriguez also known as the credit dude so if you're not familiar with jose um, he's a very dynamic guy. He actually used to be in the military. He's a, a, ve- a veteran, U S Marine veteran. Salute, salute. Um, so he has a company where he helps people, um, repair their credit, also build business credit. He was just informing me. They got a, a lot of stuff that they're rolling out the pipelines, uh, thousands of clients, uh, nationwide. And, uh, he really probably became known to a lot of people, um, when he started working with DJ envy and Caesar. Both EYL alumni's, um, when you know they was doing the, the real estate seminars all over the country, and uh, they had MG the mortgage guy, <laughs> who's a real estate. Who, who else the, they had up there? Who's a EYL alumni? They had Sabine, <laughs> who's an EYL alumni. Who else? They had a lot of the slums. Who's an EYL <laughs> alumni? So, and they're a EYL alumni. So everybody on the whole bill. I think this is this is the last, This yeah, is completes it now. This completes the cipher. Long overdue. So uh, this is the last person from the movement um, that actually has not been on the podcast. He's done work with us before. We'll talk about that, but he has not been on the podcast yet. So this is, you know, a full completion of yeah, that, of that, that whole he, crew.
0: You know what's dope about Jose too, man? The amount of love he shows. Yeah,
3: no, he's a good dude. Just,
0: just yeah. I mean, just the amount of love he shows, not only to us, but anybody who's involved with it. Anything somebody's doing that helps the, the community, he's posting it, he's tagging it, he's in your comments, man. Kudos to you, bro, for showing love. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's free. Yep.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jose's, Jose's a good dude. And just one of those, like Matt also, where he just added value, um, taught two classes for EYL University. Big Thank you for that. And he's also a, 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 a professor this year where he's going to teach four classes, actually. So EYL University, you're extremely lucky. And, um, you know, he's one of these guys just reposted and never asked to get on the podcast, never no. asked to get on the platform, just like, yo, how can I help? And um, I just love people like that because there's so many people that just – Ask all the day, every yo, day, like yo. Be honest, son. Like you know what I'm saying? Ah, you need me, son. It puts you in an awkward space because it's like, you know, just let it happen organically. Yeah. So I felt like, you know, it was, it was, um, it was time. And um, I know it's gonna be a classic episode. Without <laughs> further ado, Jose, thank you for joining us. Appreciate it.
1: Thanks a lot, bro. I really appreciate you guys having me, man. It's uh it's an honor to be on here, man. Let me tell you. It's uh it's crazy to just be, you know, with you guys, and I look forward to to learning and growing and and just getting a good conversation going, man.
3: Let's do it. So
1: I want to talk about credit. Obviously,
3: that's what we're here for. But before we start, I think it's interesting to get the back story because okay. uh, everybody has different paths that they follow in life. So how did you get into credit coming from the military? Like, did you go to the military out of high school? Like, how did that happen?
1: Yeah. So I joined when I was 17. Um, in the Marines? In the Marines. Yeah. So I was 17. Uh, I had no idea what I was going to do. You know, I was a good kid growing up, up until maybe like sophomore year um you know my dad uh it was a drug addict is a drug addict still so I didn't really have that like father figure at the house make saying like hey man do your homework do whatever you know my mom is my mom so it's like you know for her it was just like for me with her it was just like yeah I'm gonna just get away with whatever I can and um you know when I decided to go to the military it was like I had no choice barely graduated high school out of like 350 kids I think I was like ranked 310. Where where, where part of Long Island are you from? No, so I, I, I'm from Long Island, from Bayshore, okay. and we moved to uh, Long Branch, New Jersey in okay. 93 okay. to escape my dad, okay, you okay. know what I mean? And okay. my dad followed us again. So it was like, you know, I'm from Long Branch, I'm in a school, I don't really know what I'm, you know, I, I didn't know anybody at the time, yeah. and I had to make a name for myself, and, 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 and it was like my character, like my funniness, you know, giving back. I was, I was always like that. Mm-hmm. I was always a funny dude, and I used that to like mask like all the pain I was going through and everything I was going through at home. Cause nobody really knew that what was going on. And when it came out to the military, people were like, yo, how's this dude going to go to the military? Like he's always making jokes. So like I went to the Marines at 17 or, or joined at 17, two months later, I uh, went to the went to the Marines. So I went in there and what's crazy is before I left to the Marines, they offered me like these two credit cards, you know what I mean? Like not first premiere, but it was like these two cards. I had no idea what it was cause my parents never told me about credit. You know what I mean? I had no idea what it was. Yeah. So, I got these two credit cards sent to me and I'm like, well, shoot. I'm going to the Marines anyway. <laughs> so, it's like run it run up. It up. let me just run it up. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I remember I went to the prom. I went to here. I had like a nice suit. We I did. had this. Went to Wildwood. We saw, we
0: saw those pictures, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm sure you did. I'm sure you did. You know what I mean? So, I went crazy. I, I think it was like $400. $200 in each credit card. You know what I mean? And balled out. Went to the Marines. Came back home and kept getting these calls from these credit card companies. I had no idea what it was. So it wasn't bad, I didn't just, just paying them off. I paid them off when I came back, whatever. But then when I went to Japan, I, got, you know, I, I went through my duty station, I mean my training. Then I got stationed in Japan and I go to apply for a credit card in Japan. And they're like, yeah, you denied. I'm like, what are you even talking about? Like credit? Like, what are you even saying I'm denied? Yeah. They're like, yeah, you got a bankruptcy on your credit report. You got a collection from like a supermarket. You got these like a repossession, these credit cards, all this stuff. But it was because me and my dad had the same name.
0: Oh. You know
1: what I mean? That, but it took me like six years to figure that part out. But how did they? Did yeah. you, but like, obviously, I got different social security numbers. So how did that? So the crazy thing is, is you don't need a social security number for something to report on your credit. So if, they, you know, it's PII, is like personal identification information. So as long as some stuff matches, you're good. Yeah. There's like nine, it's like nine things. Like it's like a box, right? If all right, this checks out, this checks out, this checks out, we're gonna report it.
0: So like name, maybe the address, maybe the phone number.
1: Right. And being my dad, same name. Same I'm address. I'm a junior, yeah. same address. Yeah, my Our birthdays are like crazy. six, seven days apart. So a lot of his stuff jumped on my credit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So now it's like I I'm spending all my money. I'm in Japan, I'm 18, 19. Every weekend I'm going out, you know, getting drunk, doing whatever the case, going to the clubs. It's like I didn't save any money. So it was like, now when they didn't say you're denied credit to get like a camera, I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, I'm just like, it just blew my mind that I'm like, how do I have this stuff on my credit? It's not mine. So I just left it alone. And then I started fixing it little by little. Little by little, just started learning, you know, getting ebooks. I bought um, credit repair for dummies. Okay. You know, and I just started looking at stuff. You know, the military, they give you access to a computer. So I was going online like after hours and just researching stuff and just figuring out like, what is this credit? What is it? Cause and now I'm like almost 20 still with messed up credit, have no idea what it is. So it took me a long time to get my dad stuff off of my credit report. But I had thought he stole my identity. Mm-hmm. You know okay. what I mean? Because to put two and two together, like your dad's a drug addict. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? He didn't really honest. do nothing for you. We had the same as I'm like, yo, this guy stole my identity. You know what I mean? And, did and, did and, he? And, no. Oh, okay. And he didn't. I had to apologize for him after that. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh,
3: you, you, you said it to him. He denied it.
1: Yeah, I was like, yo, that's messed up. You stole my-. He's like, yo, I didn't do that. I was like, nah, that's messed up, bro. Like, you stole Joe's credit, you stole Steve's, you stole mine. And, I, and for the longest time, I'm thinking that, like, my dad, you know how they say, like, oh, they put their electric bill in the kid's name. Like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm
0: thinking. Th- I'm, yeah, my mom, I'm thinking that this is one of
1: them stories. Nah, so it wasn't that. So yeah. it wasn't until I started going to credit boot camps, right? So, so, so I'm fast forwarded, but it wasn't until I figured that what it really was that he didn't steal my identity. Hmm. We just had a similar name. Yeah. So then it took me a long time to get that, you know, get that taken off. Um, and then next thing you know is my boy from California. Like, Yo, remember you fixed your credit? Can you help me? Yo, I heard, you know, I heard you got a bankruptcy off. I heard you got this off. Can you help me? And that was like four and five. You know what I mean? And that's what started it. It was basically because I had a problem with my credit that I fixed It, it took yeah. me like two, three years. But then everybody in the military was like, Yo, how'd you do it? I'm going for my security clearance. That's why they needed it. Yeah. When you go for military, you know, you go for a certain job. You have to have top secret, secret, you know, security clearance. And if your credit is dinged up, you can't get it.
3: Yeah, credit, I don't think people really... that. Yeah, I didn't like even it. know that.
1: If you think about it, um, credit
3: affects people from jobs, like you said. Mm-hmm. Credit can um, affect every aspect of your life that you don't really even think about. Yep. Um, obviously, the, the obvious stuff, like, you know, having somewhere to live and, and being able to drive. But yeah, a lot of, a lot of them um, employers, depending on what kind of job it is, you, you might not get the job if you have no. a bad credit or bankruptcy. Even in the financial space, if you have um, bankruptcies and stuff like that, that can hurt you. You might not mm-hmm. be able to get a, a securities license. Right. Um. If you have, you know, because they look at it like, alright, if you can't manage your own personal finances, how are you going to be able to manage somebody else's finances? So people don't realize, and if you think about it, there's no college course, to my knowledge, mm-hmm. on credit. It's mm-hmm. definitely not like degrees mm-hmm. on credit. So no. it's like when somebody's looking to learn about credit, where do they go? They go to like YouTube or they have to find an entrepreneur like yourself who right. learned it on the fly and just learned it on their own. And that's one of the good things with this with this platform because it's like, if you think about it, credit's one of the most important things that we have in society. And not only are there no like, they're not teaching you it, but you couldn't, even if you wanted to pay a college, there's no there's no there's nothing you can do. You can't go to NYU and say, hey, I want to major in credit. I want to take
1: mm-hmm. a undergrad in credit they don't have it. Nope. Yeah. And you know why? You're not supposed to. No, because they don't want you to know it.
0: Right. That's what I mean. Like they're yeah. not you're not supposed to know. Right. So yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, mean. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But, they don't want you to know it. Yeah. So, like, that makes sense what you're saying, right? Like, obviously, you can't get a securities license. How are you gonna handle somebody else's finances if you can't handle your own? But why in the military?
1: Why why did the credit score impact it in a negative way? So it's not so much the good thing is not so much the credit score, uh-huh. it's the credit data. Okay. And that's what I'm gonna be talking to you guys about too, is the data. Because honestly, the score doesn't really matter. It's the data that's, so, on that's on there. So, like, if you're trying to get a security clearance for like intelligence, or like if you're trying to get promoted, you know, let's say you're gonna be a sergeant major or a captain, or if you're gonna be working in finances in the military, and just like you said, if you have a repossession on there, if you have collections, you have late payments, like you're more likely to like do something wrong mm-hmm. because you're gonna be strapped for cash. So, like, if an opportunity presents itself for a contract or for you to take a government credit card. And you have problems with your credit, it, you're more than likely to do something if you have something wrong on your credit, and that's where yeah. It, not, it, so it's, it's
0: like the trustworthiness, right? Okay.
1: It actually, um, people. That's why, like,
3: when they look at your credit, it's not like you said; it's not really so much of your score. Like, you can be in the financial space and have an 800 credit score. Mm-hmm. Hypothetically, let's say you had a bankruptcy, they don't really care about your credit score; it's what you did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And people look at your your credit report as like I always tell us like a transcript. Yep, and yep. it's like your like it's like a record. Yep. So it's like even like if you're trying to insure jewelry, right? If you have negative reports on your credit, the insurance company probably won't issue that because it's like you're kind of a flaky person. So it's like if you had a bankruptcy or if you you didn't pay your bills, <laughs> now nah, you might pull a jewelry scam. Yeah, right? and like yep. you know what I'm saying, like that that lets me know yep. that. You might be the kind of person to pull a jewelry scam Yep. Because you've already done things in the yeah. past. Yeah. Yep. It's like a criminal history. Like if you already robbed somebody, I don't know if I feel comfortable letting you in my home. Because yep. you could probably do it again. If you do it once, you could do it twice. Exactly. Exactly. That's
0: trustworthiness.
3: Yeah. Nah, that's it's real. you Like that's real. That's how, this is so much more that goes into credit than just right. having a good credit score. Yep. Like people are really looking at you like, is this a good dude or not? Yep. Based off of yeah. Your, yeah. Off your credit,
1: credit. Yeah. report. Yeah. The history, yeah. So that's why. You know, I tell I always tell people doesn't really matter what your credit score is because you can have a 720 with a late payment and a repo, you ain't getting a mortgage or you ain't getting a good rate. But you can have a 300 limit and an authorized user from your mom and have a 750. That person's better than the person with the you know or have a lower score. I mean, than the person with the higher score because it's all about data. You know what I mean? So now with the military, when when you know as I started going in, you know just like you said, they don't teach it anywhere. So then when I got out of the military, my stepdad, now my stepdad, um, he, you know, I had to help my mom refinance her house. Right. So my stepdad was like, Hey, your mom's bankruptcy still on here. It was dismissed. She has collections from her previous marriage. And it was like, once again, I'm like, all right, somebody needs my help. So I had to figure it out. You know, this is like 2009 and I got my mom's bankruptcy deleted. I got everybody's del- stuff deleted, and my, my my stepdad he was like, "Yo, you should make a business out of this." And I'm like, "Man, no money and credit repair." I'm like, "I'm just helping people out." You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What? Well, there people know this stuff, and he's like, "No, man, I, I'm an accountant. I can maybe refer you some people." So I was working for the government at the time. And I had already got in the military, and this is 2010. So you know what? I did an LLC, and what wasn't there a course on? How to create an LLC? How to do an EIN? So I messed up setting up my LLC, messed up setting up my EIN. And then I started doing credit. I started fixing people's credit like legally because now I'm a business. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then maybe like a year and a half into it, um, I quit my full-time job in the government. You know what I mean? I had a job in the government and uh, they denied me a promotion because remember, uh, you know, you said I, I'm a veteran, but I'm also a disabled veteran mentally. Okay. You know what I mean? So uh, I have PTSD, I have anxiety, depression, mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff from my military career, because I'm pretty sure if, you, if this is the first time you're following me, um, I'm an open book. Mm-hmm. I got court-martialed when I was in the Marines. Mm. You know, I got everything taken away from me. I committed fraud. Um, I followed the crowd as a recruiter and I frauded kids in the military. You know what I mean? Uh, kids that couldn't get in legally, I frauded them in. You know what I mean? And when I got caught, I got caught. You know what I mean? I got but court-martialed. What does that mean,
0: you frauded them in?
1: So let's say if when you join the military, right, if yeah. you can't pass the test, uh-huh. I will have somebody take it for you. Oh, okay. 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 So like the college cheating scandal type thing. Right. Okay. Obviously, I wasn't the only one doing it. Right. But I got caught. Pled guilty. Got court-martialed. Got sent to South Carolina. Was locked up for a little bit. And literally lost everything. You know what I mean? When I say everything, like lost my military career, everything that I had going for me, you know, from leaving where I had nothing. Yeah. And, and then now I'm back to square one. Now I messed up my credit on my own.
0: So that's after you had fixed it from your dad's situation. You fixed yourself. Fixed it. And now you're back.
1: Now I'm back. So that's 2007. So I think I went ahead a little bit. So now that's 2007. Yeah. Lost everything. You know what I mean? Went to the brig. Wanted to kill myself when I got out. Because now I'm like, yo, if I can't be a Marine, like, what else am I good at? I don't know what else I'm good at. I don't know how to live. I don't know what else to do. And it was like, I looked at it as like, pity me.
3: Institutionalized. A lot of times people think of institutionalized only as people that go to jail. but you could be institutionalized in any institution that's Mm -hmm. why it's institutionalized and the military is an institution and like you said it's a a fraternity and it's like you know when you get I don't know the language but they're like dishonorably discharged whatever Mm -hmm. and it's like a lot of times you like the outcast and it's like you say you're you're used to you become anything you do for more than 60 days becomes a habit and you do something for years and you get up at 5 o'clock in the morning you run 5 miles and you eat and you you become a military man or a military woman and it's like How was that for you to not only leave that, but to leave that in that way? Yeah. um, How
1: did that, like, how did you readjust into society? It took me, that was 2007. It took me 12 years. Mm. I still had my company. You know, I still had my business, but it wasn't until I met uh, Ryan Steumann, the hardcore closer, um, and a good friend of mine, Jamon, where they helped me get out of that. And they showed me that I had more to give than just being a Marine. Cause even though I have my credit repair company, you know, I still, I was still fixing people's credit. You couldn't get me out of my house. So this is 2010 to 2014, four years. I'm in my basement, I'm, I'm not leaving the house. So it's like, what snapped me out of it was that I had my daughter, I had my wife, and if I didn't produce what I needed to produce, now my daughter is not gonna be in essentially living the way that I did without a dad, you know what was I gonna do? I wasn't. What was I gonna do? How was I gonna provide for my family? So it was like it was a long road where I had to like snap out of it. It wasn't easy because I still battle. I still, I'm still battle PTSD. I still battle depression. I still battle all that. But now I just know how to cope with it. Mm-hmm. Now I know just how to deal with it. So it's like now when I started my company, now you know I'm I'm helping people with their credit. Now I feel like I have a purpose. And it, and, it, and it took, but it still took me a long time to realize that like what I do for one person, I can probably do that for a hundred, a 1, thousand. 10000 because they don't teach it in high school, unfortunately. They don't teach it in college. They don't teach you this stuff where it's like, why am I 18, 19 in Japan just figuring out what credit is? And I see that you guys are now starting even educating credit in elementary schools and younger. And people need that. Right. You know what I mean? And, and, and it was a very long road, man, of, of where I am today until where I used to be, because I, I shouldn't be here right now. I I literally shouldn't be here, but I am. And I just love the fact that I'm now able to share my story and help people with more than just credit, but everything else.
0: Yeah. So 2010 to 2014, you're in the house. Obviously, you said you're in the basement. I'm imagining the depression is setting in. Is there a moment that changes the trajectory of like, you know what? Obviously, I have my daughter. Mm -hmm. I got to get more clients. What gets you out of the basement now?
1: Well, what got me out was uh, um, the cops got called on me. Okay and uh i had broke like a vase over my head and this is like the stuff i dealt with like with the ptsd Mm -hmm. and what the cop said was you could either go to jail or go to the hospital and it was like a pattern like it was a pattern like all right i got locked up already i went to jail am i going back and it, it was that click that i was like wait a minute you started your company you quit your job you got a wife you got a daughter like why are you messing everything up you know what i mean so it was like it was that moment where I went to the hospital and I, almost, and I literally got everything taken away from me again. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like had to reset in like 2014, 2015 to where it was like, the, the, luckily the guy that arrested me or, or that took me to the hospital, he was military. And he was like, yo man, like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You have credit, you have this knowledge, you have this, you have, you know, because he knew the family, but he didn't know of me. And it wasn't until that, that I realized that like, yo man, your purpose is greater than what you think. You know what I mean, and yeah, that's yeah, really what yeah. snapped me out of it because you know a lot of people not not only don't they teach you about credit and business credit, but they don't teach you how to deal with these problems. You right. know, the VA doesn't; the VA just wants to give you pills. But then also, like family, they don't want to talk about your, your health. They don't want to talk about what you've been through. So it was like I really had no escape. No, I had no way of to escape what I was going through. And that was when Jaman and Ryan Stueman helped me out through that. Nah, you it's know, an, what I
3: mean? it's honorable, man. It's I'm glad we got to tell man. that story because yeah. you know, there's millions of people that suffer from all kinds of. um you know, anxiety issues and mm-hmm. like you said, uh post-traumatic stress syndrome yep. and uh depression. And a lot of times they feel like they're alone. Yeah. Um, so whenever they can hear somebody um, you know, speak openly about it, speak yep. candidly about it, they realize hopefully they can realize that they're not alone. Right. And that there's better solutions than, you know, going down the dark path. Right. And, you know, like anything, we all have battles that we face. But um, I commend you for Thanks, um well. for sharing that. I appreciate that. Of course. So, all right. So now let's get into it. Let's get into what you are doing today, helping um, thousands, millions of people um, mm-hmm. with uh, credit. So I got questions. I'm sure Troy got questions. So mm-hmm. I want to start with the first question. We were talking off camera as far as real estate. Yep. You were talking about like buying um, houses and mm-hmm. credit, some mistakes that people might make. Um, can, you, can you go into that a little bit?
1: Yeah. So so what a lot of people want to learn and they, and they ask a lot is like, how can I get into real estate without any money. Like I want to flip houses. Like I see these people making money. And I know I know um the previous guy you had on here, you know, used one of his student loans to get to, yeah. to get the capital or to get the starting finances to to do his thing. to Jude. You know what I mean? So it's like, well what if you don't have a student loan? Yeah. Right. What if you don't have that? So one of the things that I tell people is use your credit. Use your credit to where if you don't have the money to put money down, get your credit to a point First, the data, right? Fix your credit, right? Uh, Get everything, you know, get on time. Keep your balances low because if you're gonna start handling real estate, there's gonna be expenses with that. You know what I mean? There's gonna be expenses when it comes to real estate. So it's like if you just think that, let me just get this credit card and that's it. So it's like one of the things that I tell people is is build your credit up to to a way where you get it over 700, but you get at least like 20 to 30 thousand dollars in credit cards on your personal credit. Okay. then what you do is use that as leverage to now when you have an LLC and you have a business to get approved for business credit cards. So that way you can get those business credit cards, pull money from those business credit cards, whether it's Chase. Because, you know, sometimes with with your business credit card, they give you an option to get a check and to pull money out of. So now you can use that as your down payment for your hard money loan or your or your FHA. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. now the, the funds are sourced. It's coming from a credit card you take that credit card you you pull money out of it you put that as a down payment for your hard money or or whatever you know whatever it is you're trying to do and then now once you start flipping or you you know you refinance you take that and just pay the credit card off again and you just do it again it's kind of like the same way where you know he was taking a student loan out and it's the same thing but now you're using your credit where you can literally come out of pocket zero money only expense you might have is maybe fixing your credit and coming up with the credit builder cards and then the annual fees for those credit cards that you're getting for the business credit
0: all right so here's the thing now right so if i'm trying to get my own personal line up to thirty thousand, am i starting with one or two cards or am Mm -hmm. i trying to get as many cards as possible to get to 30 one how is that going to affect my credit if i have multiple inquiries if i'm getting multiple cards great question what what what's the method i gotta use
1: yep so you're like, well, which cards do I get? Which one do I apply for? A hard inquiry. That's one of the things that people always ask. Right. So there's a couple of credit cards that we tell people to get. You have a 700 credit score with no credit cards. Nobody's giving you a $5,000 credit card. Why? Because your data on your credit report doesn't suffice it's that. It's not
0: strong enough. It's
1: not strong enough. So you might have a 720 credit score, but if all you have is a $300 Capital One card, you're not going to get a $10,000 Chase a $10,000 Amex or even an Amex Platinum because your credit card or your credit report doesn't suffice that. Mm-hmm. What do you think people usually do to do that? Like, what do they usually buy to get that those limits? The trade lines. You That's why people get trade lines. Why do you think their credit score goes up the way it does? Is because of the limits, the age, yes, like just like you said, your mom added you to authorize you, you have right. 1985. So you get the limit and you get the age.
0: Yeah, so your history is, my history is like 33 years.
1: Right. Yeah. But you can do that with, just like you did with a family member, you could do it with a family member too. You don't have to buy it. You don't have to get, you don't have to buy an authorized user trade line from someone that you don't know. Got you. So now when that bill comes in, you pay that balance off in full. Now what's that teaching you? That when a balance comes in, you pay it in full. Mm-hmm. And it's teaching you to not carry a balance. Because the thing is, the magic number to to maximize your credit score to have your balances is one percent. So if you have a hundred a $1, thousand dollar credit card, you want to have one percent on there at all times. Mm-hmm. But you're not at that stage yet. Oh, you're somebody, not at that stage. All right. So you always got to have some level of, of something on your credit. It, it depends uh-huh. if, if, if you're trying to maximize your credit. Like like my my wife, I don't like her having having debt. Me, I have a little bit. But like it depends on your situation. Like if you're really trying to master the credit card game, one percent is the trick. Mm. so in that category there's 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 30 there's 165 points that you get from it right from that that pie right and people say like oh 30 percent 10 percent whatever the case is now if you're really trying to maximize your credit score leave it at one percent at all times then you'll get the full value but with credit building we don't want clients to build cre- to leave a balance on there
0: no. pay it off i, I had to learn that lesson Uh like we told this story before where my my mom uh, made me an authorized user for Mm -hmm. American Express. So my history goes back to 1985, although I was born in 1982. And so when I would use it, she'd be like, yo, I need the the full payment. I'm like, they don't take partial payments? She was like, nah, American Express does So my whole life, like up until I was like 25, I was like, wait, I know they take partial payments. but She was like, no, you got to pay in the full every time. So it it created that mindset of like, yo, you use 500, pay 500. Well, depending
3: on what type of Amex it is, they don't take partial payment like you have to pay the annual well
0: hers isn't Hers is that i said so like at 25 i started looking at the statements i'm like mom what she was like she was trying to teach me like yo just pay in the full pay in the full but she was really thinking like yo i want to keep my credit good because i'm letting you use it right valuable lesson
1: you know what i mean so now if you're telling a client now here's the thing if you give somebody a 200 secure credit card Mm -hmm. they, they can use anywhere and they're starting building credit what are they gonna do they're gonna use it anywhere they're gonna max it out and then they're going to be like, oh, my credit score is low. Then they can't get ahead. Now they have late payments, their credit score. And then it's just, it, it creates a cycle again. Because they were like, yo, man, I'm stuck at 700. I have nothing negative. I pay everything off in full. I'm like, well, what's your highest balance? Or your highest credit limit? They're like 500. Yeah. All I got is a Capital One and an Amex with a 1,000 on it. I'm like, that's why. Because your limits don't suffice that higher credit score, the right. data on there.
0: And it actually helps because a lot of times, and this this happens, right? You might call the credit card that you have mm-hmm. to try to get the increase. Yep. And they may say, no, 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 you, we're good.
1: You're good. Yeah. We, we've given you what your credit is capable of doing. So now you ask me the inquiries. People always worry about inquiries. Yeah. So now the thing is, if you're trying to get an Amex, you have a 700, yeah, you'll get approved, but why not try to maximize your approval? If you're trying to get a Chase Sapphire or a Chase Inc., why not maximize your approval to get the full twenty to thirty five thousand dollars off the rent versus just getting a two thousand dollars credit card? And
0: having to build it all the way up—that's
1: the difference. Yeah. So it's like if you get a chase if you get a chase credit card with a seven hundred credit score and only all you have is a thousand dollar limit, and they give you ten grand, can you really invest in real estate with that? No. You really can't the way you want to. Mm. You know what I mean? So if you're trying to now invest in real estate, open up a business, do whatever you got to do. You're just taking that, sitting it on there, leaving it, and that's
3: it. So you do that to because a, a large part of your credit score is determined on how much credit you have available to you. Correct. And you said, that kind of put in perspective, I guess I'm a little jaded because I had credit for a long time. So mm. I have a higher credit and I got a bunch of right. credit cards. But you're saying the average person doesn't even have $5,000 no, credit. No, they don't. So then this goes into the business play. Right. Because when you were saying, we're going to talk about business credit. Yep. Um, you were saying that business credit, you get a lot more credit off the rip than you would with personal credit. Correct. And that's true too, because it's like, I have an Amex personal credit card and then I have an Amex business card that we just opened and um, the personal credit, I had it for years and I always pay on time. Perfect history. I think my limit is like 15,000 for -hmm. that Amex card, the business card out the jump. And this is the first business card that we've ever had Amex, even though technically you said it's not fully, but we'll explain that. Mm -hmm. But it's the first business card that we've had Amex and out the gate, it was a $45,000 mm-hmm. limit. So that when you tell when you said that, like that resonated with me because okay. that was like the exact thing. Like, you know what I mean? Like I don't have one credit card personal side that has $45,000 limit. Right. And I have excellent credit. I have an 801 credit score. Awesome. But we went to the business side and right out the jump, it was, and it was, me using my personal credit. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. So it's like, they wouldn't give me that on a personal side, but they gave me almost three times without any hassle on the business side. Yep. So, all right. And so then you're saying on the business side, once you establish that now it's like, I right, 45,000, you can do some damage. Yep. And then you can use that to buy real estate. Correct.
1: Yep. And it's, it's all like you're using one thing to get this, to get that, which is the end goal. Mm-hmm. The, You don't need these credit cards. You don't need the business credit card. You need the cash that you're getting from the business credit card so you can do what you got to do. Right. You know what I mean? So I'm thinking in my mind, right? We got a lot of people and it's like, as soon as you get to
0: college, Mm -hmm. you know, in the Marines, they, they sent you those right before you went off. But in college, they're giving you credit cards right off the rip. Is this something that young entrepreneurs could actually take advantage of?
1: No, I would say as soon as you're 18, if, if, if to let you know I'm trying to change the way that people think of a credit and yeah. start applying for credit. So if parents start adding their kids at 16, when they're 18 they already have a 750 800. Yeah, talk about that. You I, know, I saw that on Instagram you yeah. was like 16, yeah, can you explain that? Yep, so cuz it kind of goes in hand with your question. Mm-hmm. So it's like if if you if you have kids that are that are under 18 and at least 16, you can add them to your credit card, just like how, I think we say your grandmother, right? My mom. My your mom, mom. Your mom right. added you to your card. Yeah, at and 18. you got all that history. But if she would have added you at 16, when you turned 18, now you have at least two years of an active credit report. Because this is the thing. Your credit report doesn't exist until something happens on there. You, your credit report, just you're eight years old. You don't have a credit report. Right. You know what I mean? So if you're 16 and your parents add you, your mom and dad each add you to a credit card, that should be the birthday gift. Hey, let me add you to a credit card. Give it to you. Start learning how to use it. You know what I mean? Now when you become 18, now you can get your own American Express, your own thing. Now you don't need these. And what else don't you need? Trade lines. Because what a lot of people, the reason, once again, I'm going to talk about trade lines a lot. Not a big because, fan. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because people use trade lines because they want the history and the limits. So start at a younger age. So now when you're 18, you already know, now I don't need those trade lines. I already got my own credit cards. And you now you're just starting it to where... When you're in college, now your parents are going to open up an LLC for you, open up this, do whatever, and now you can do use your own credit. You don't have to have a co-signer mm-hmm. for a car, for an apartment, for anything. And now you, you we're changing the trajectory of when people apply, but how they apply, and more importantly, why they apply.
0: Yeah, parents, be be responsible. That's yeah. number one. Be responsible yeah, with, with your credit because, like you said, this could definitely help your children. Yep. So yep.
1: let me ask
3: you this: All right, so business credit. Mm-hmm. Let's get into this. Um... What are the steps? I know I wrote down some notes. Mm -hmm. So you you have to have a legit business, obviously. Yep. Tax ID. So Mm -hmm. explain the difference. Can you explain the difference between business credit, personal credit, and then I guess there's a hybrid situation? Like you said, Amex is technically is not full business credit, because they still use your personal guarantee. Yep. So what is the difference between like the Amex situation where Mm -hmm. you still gotta have a personal guarantee and just full-fledged business credit? Yep.
1: So You know, your personal credit, you use your social, right? Social security number. Mm -hmm. When you start a business, you get, you know, whether it's an LLC, a C Corp, S Corp, whatever the case is, you start a business and you get your tax ID. Now you're actually a business. And I want people to understand that because a lot of people think when they have a sole proprietorship, but they have a business, they really don't because you're still using your social. So you have to get a tax ID. And once you start building business credit, um depending on what you're going for, you're going to have to use your personal credit, right? So there's a difference between co-signing a personal guarantee, which you guys spoke about before. You know, if you're personally guaranteeing something, you're using that to kind of like get approved for it, right? Mm -hmm. So with a personal guarantee on an American Express credit card, for instance, unless you're like a major corporation like Facebook, Walmart, whatever the case is, you're not getting American Express without using your social, even though you have your tax ID too. Now you're using your personal credit as leverage to ultimately get that American Express, the chase and everything else. So the reason why I say it's not true business credit, even though it does report to Experian business, is that you still got to use your personal credit for it, which is not bad. But in the event that you default, like you don't pay it and it gets charged off. Now it gets reported to your personal credit. If you
0: default on the business card it goes back. To, yeah, okay. so if
1: you have an American Express and you don't pay it for a certain amount of time and it gets charged off, yeah. Now that business credit card is not going to show up as a late payment. It's going to go for straight to charge off status, and now you're going to go from having a 720 credit score to now having a 20000 thousand dollar charge off American Express credit card from the business. And to get that off, you got to you know you got to pay it. You know what I mean? You don't want to evade that debt because now it's tied to your business. You know what I mean? To get a true business credit card or anything with business credit is by not having to use your social, and just by using your tax ID and maybe your Dun and Bradstreet, which I know we're gonna we're gonna cover. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So that's true business credit is not using your your social security number, your date of birth, your name, anything, and all you're using is got credit, your tax ID, your EIN. I mean your your address, business you know business email, business phone number, and that's it. You know what I mean? That's the true business credit. But when American Express would chase, you know, those credit cards, you're still going to have to use it, even though it's still going to report to your business credit.
0: Got you. Got you. So you, you spoke about DnB mm-hmm. Can you explain what it is, uh, why it's so important, and mm-hmm. why people, especially in business, yep. should know their number?
1: Yep. So Dun & Bradstreet is another, like, I guess you can say social. So notice for personal credit, all you have is one. For business credit, there's like multiple things you got to do to establish business credit. It's not easy. Mm -hmm. So Dun & Bradstreet is kind of like the biggest business credit reporting agency out there. And if you're trying to get like a car, if you're trying to get like net 30 accounts, if you're trying to get things like American Express, they all check Dun & Bradstreet. And they give you what's called a Duns number. So if you want to just create a, a Duns number, you just go to Dun & Bradstreet's website. It's free doesn't cost you anything. You shouldn't be paying anybody (laughs) to get you a Dun & Bradstreet number. It's free. So now what it is, is people will report what you're doing to Dun & Bradstreet because they have to house that information somewhere. So that way, if you want to get a car, if you want to get something in the future and eventually not use a personal guarantee, that's what they're going to check your Dun & Bradstreet credit report. You know what I mean? So they're logging the data. Right. They're logging the data. So it's like now, your American Express is not being reported to Dun & Bradstreet, though. It's being reported to Experian business. So, it's you know, there's Equifax business, Experian business, and Dun & Bradstreet. Just like how with the three, there's Experian, TransUnion, and Equifax. Mm-hmm. So there's three with this one, and there's even more, but those are the main three. You know what I mean? So now with Dun & Bradstreet, now you're also given a number. That now when you apply for something on a business credit, they're like, what's your Dunn's number? And a lot of people don't know that. Like, what, what are you even talking about? So now, they go to Dun & Bradstreet's number, they got to buy one, and then they try to sell them this crazy software, this crazy monitoring, and they don't need that. You know what I mean? So eventually, once you start building business credit, all you got to apply for is with your, 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 uh, your business name, your tax ID, and your Dun & Bradstreet, and it doesn't get reported anywhere. God forbid you default on it, you're protecting your personal credit. So if I want to get a business credit card without
3: personally guarantee. Where would I go to for
1: that? So it, it depends on what type of business credit card you're trying to get. Because a lot of, especially if you're in business under two years, you're not going to get it because it's, you haven't built history. So you
3: got to use a personal guarantee. Right. Mm.
1: There might be some, out. you know, there's like, um, you know, once you start building revenue and you start, you can show tax returns and you can show IDs. Like there's some local credit unions that you can get um, a business credit card without it. Um, and then there's also like some other business like um like a gas card right so this is one of the things that we tell people is a gas card actually has a lot of value in it because you can get an American I mean a visa or a mastercard business credit card that you don't have to put your social on it yeah you know what I mean and those Visa mastercard business credit cards are powerful because yeah it's tied to a gas station yeah. but it's a visa mastercard so now what you're doing is you're building your Visa mastercard business credit so that way you could eventually get a credit card without it.
0: Yeah. A wise woman spoke to us about gas cards. Yeah. Shout, shout out to Miss Business. I yeah. say Ga-
1: gas <laughs> cards are, are the hidden secret of, of business credit. The hidden secret. Nav.com. Yep. What's that? Love nav.com. So nav.com, you have credit karma or you have credit check total. You have um what's the other one? My FICO, right? I'm always Those on are that. credit monitoring sites for your personal credit. NAV, Nav.com monitors your business. So it houses all three, your Equifax business, your Experian business, and your um Dun and Bradstreet, mm-hmm. all in one place. It's like $30 a month. And the great thing about nav.com is once you make your payment, they report it to the business credit bureaus. Right so, away. Right away. So now as you're paying for credit monitoring, you're also building your cre- your business credit. So it's pretty cool because it's a you know, I wish they did that for personal credit. So mm-hmm. imagine you paying for credit monitoring and it being reported as an on time payment. That's what NAB.com does. And NAB.com has a lot of educational tools on there. It talks about business credit, lines of credit, funding, and it educates. And we, we tell all of our clients they have to enroll in NAB.com when they come in our business credit program because it's a great tool to have to help us educate our clients on business credit.
0: So we, we had some ways to increase the credit limit for mm-hmm. our personal. Is there ways also to increase our business limit? Same way. Same exact thing.
1: The same way. And, and and if and if you have higher limits on the personal side when you come in, yeah. you're gonna start off at the forty five thousand, the thirty thousand. Yeah. So now when you're getting the limit increase, six to eight months later, which we recommend, now you're getting anywhere to now they're gonna say, All right, Mr. Customer, we're gonna put you at fifty thousand, sixty thousand, a hundred thousand. So imagine you starting off with three credit cards at forty five thousand in three years, each of those credit cards should be sixty to eighty. Yeah. You so, know what I mean, and then now you just you're just compounding and you're just multiplying your limits.
0: So, correct me if I'm wrong. If we let's say we have a business credit card, the more we spend, the more we pay off. Mm-hmm. Can we then, before the six to eight months, ask for the increase, or should we just wait? If six it's to a eight new, months?
1: if it's a new credit card, yeah. that's usually like the the average time frame. So six that's why I tell people to wait six to eight months. Use it paid it off. Use it paid it off. Use it paid it off, and then you'll get used to every six to eight months asking for a limit increase. So that way you'd never stay. At That 15 45,000, you're growing because guess what? As your business grows, so does your expenses. So, eventually, a 45,000 dollars credit card might not be enough, right? Eventually, three 45,000 credit cards might not be enough. You know what? I need 300,000, and that's how you keep building, you keep building, you keep building, and keep getting credit limit increases.
3: So, um, for the business credit, it's Equifax, uh, Dunning Bradstreet, and Experience, mm-hmm. not TransUnion, huh? Mm-hmm. TransUnion is only. For personal credit. For personal credit, correct. So and it's, it's the same theory, though, where they take those three scores. It's like an aggregate of those three scores, just like on the personal
1: side. Great question. No. So it depends on, and you notice a lot of the times I'm replying to you, I'm saying it depends. Because it really does depend on the situation. Because if you're applying for like a vehicle, they might only check Equifax. They might only check Experian. Mm. You know, you can get a net 30 account just by checking Dun & Bradstreet. You know what I mean? So the great thing that I always tell people is when you're applying for business credit, if we don't already know who you're applying with, ask them. Say, hey, I see you have a business credit application on your website. Who do you check? What business credit reporting service do you have? Or, or what business credit um, credit report do you check when you're approving me? Because now they might just say, we check Experian, we check Dun & Brass, we check Equifax. And that's good to know because I, it's very rare that a, when you apply for a business credit that they check all three. It's very, very, very rare. Equifax is the least used. done and brassy is obviously the most, and experience the second. You know what I mean? So, but but this is the thing. If you don't have your experience in order or your Dun and set setup, you can't get it. And then you're gonna wonder why why did I get declined for this account? It's because you don't have done & brassy, and they're not gonna tell you why you were denied. And this it.
0: is all commonplace. Like all you have to do is get on the phone, call them and ask. That's it.
1: That's all you gotta do.
0: This guy's a genius. Yeah. <laughs> That's
1: it. What, what's net 30? So a net 30 account is pretty much how your, your mom was teaching you about the American Express. So you already had that mindset and that already that mentality that when something comes in, it has to be paid within 30 days. Yeah. So that way there's no late payment. And that's what net 30 is. And net 30 means that when you get your bill, it has to be paid within 30 days. Sometimes they'll give you a net 10 to start off or a net 20, but anything with net in front of it just means that the terms that you have of when your credit card has to be paid off or that account that you applied for. Sometimes they'll give you net 60, you know, net 30, but net 30 means if I, you know, uline.com, we love them. You can buy products, shipping stuff, whatever the case is. And when you get something from them, you have 30 days to pay it off. And when you pay it off, now they're going to report your payment is on time. Once you go that 30 days, it's like the same thing with a credit card. They're going to report you 31, I mean, personal credit, 31 days past due, 32 days past yeah. due. And that's it. So it
0: becomes a negative item. Correct. So like on the personal side and the business side, if we get negative items, obviously you got to pay them, but are there ways to our maneuvers we can do to help clean it or get it off yeah so let's talk about that
1: (laughs) yeah so dun and bradstreet right when you when you register for your dmb number or your duns number i mean you you get access to their website it's free you hear it from me do not pay dun and bradstreet anything because you're going to pay nav.com to monitor it but dun and bradstreet gives you like a a little portal right Mm -hmm. where you can go in and change like your name change your address change everything and if there's information on your Dun & Bradstreet that says you had a late payment, all you got to do is click it, say paid in terms, and they'll delete it. And I'm telling you that easy is because in credit repair, like in, in, in the personal credit side, let me break it down, you have the Fair Credit Reporting Act, right? You have the Fair Credit Billing Act, the Truth in Lending Act, the Credit Repair Organizations Act. You have all these things that govern credit repair, right? In mm-hmm. business credit, you don't have that. So it's like when you want to dispute something on your business credit report, it's easy. DMP. But that's also why when you get declined for business credit, they don't also tell you that it's not regulated. Notice when you apply for a personal credit card, they say you are declined because your credit score is 720, you know, 680. You have negative items. You have too many inquiries, high balances. They tell you why you would decline.
0: Yeah.
1: Business credit they don't tell you that. But you could also use that to your advantage because now when you go on Dun & Bradstreet and you go on there and you're fixing information and it says you have things that are paid out of terms, not paid which, is, which is lowering... <laughs> You know, you have your paydex score with what done in Brassery, it goes from 0 to 100, whereas your personal credit goes from 300 to 850. Right. Your done in Bradstreet, your paydex score goes from 0 to 100. So now, if you have a 70, it could be because you pay something late. So all you got to do is go on DMB, you know, your, your profile, yeah. say pay within terms, and it'll come off like within a few days. So it's business credit repair or business credit repair is very, very simple. Very easy. And that's what we teach our clients is how to... Do that on your own because there's people out there, you know, taking through the ringer with that. And you could just do it on your it takes five minutes to do it.
0: You know what I mean? Learn something new. Yep.
3: <laughs>
1: yep. So you were saying um you
3: shouldn't use your home address or mm-hmm. your or your personal phone number. Nope. Why not?
1: So if you're a true business, right? Think about it. Um, do you want to expose your personal information? If you're if you're setting up a business and you're you don't you're you you usually set up a business so you don't have to use your social, your date of birth. So it's like, why are you not putting your home address on there. What you want to do is you want to get like a virtual office. Have you guys ever heard of Regis? Regis.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say Regis.
1: Regis, 50 bucks a month. Now, if like me, when I created my LLC, I had my home address on there. Once I got my virtual office, I just changed the address on the state website and with the EIN and that's it. The thing is I used to have clients show up at my house because it's public record. And when you put your website up and we put everything up, if you don't have a virtual office or a business office, you're using your personal address for everything and you don't want busy clients showing up to your house. You also <laughs> don't want your personal address out there. What's, what What if you start investing in real estate and now you build it up to a $5, dollars million portfolio and your personal address is all out there? You don't want that. You know mm. what I mean? So keep everything separate. Use a virtual office. And, and, and I guess it's very cheap. We use one because I work from home. $50 a month and that's it.
0: You also said uh, register a 411.
1: Yep. I was like, huh?
0: Last yeah. time I heard about that was Mary J. Yep. You tell me why.
1: So 411 is, you know, like the white pages, the online where, where they pretty much house businesses and they list businesses. You could list yourself for free. And I actually think the website is called listyourselfforfree.com or just Google 411 listing. Yeah. Um, But you need a business number for that.
0: Oh, okay. You need a business number so for that. that so you can't use your cell phone for that. Is that the Ring Central thing? Yep. We tell
1: people use Ring Central. Yeah. You know, instead of using your cell phone. And, and getting another Sprint account, another Verizon, and having two phones, all you got to do is get Ring Central for your business, and it, it, it gets registered like a true business number. So the biggest thing about business credit is building credibility, right? So imagine if you're a pizzeria, and you have your home address and a cell phone as the main number. Are you going to have credibility there? If somebody can lend you money, they're like, oh, this guy owns a pizzeria, but he, you know what I mean? So this thing, no, think, think, of, think of the same thing with you trying to get an American Express credit card. Mm-hmm. If you're an American Express and somebody has their home address for everything and their personal sale, their personal email, it's all about credibility. They're like, I don't want to take a risk. I don't care if they have an 800 credit score. They're using their house for everything. They're not a legit business. Right. And, and I have a cousin that works at Chase and she says all the time, people apply with their house and with a PO box. And that gets them declined off the rip because it's a risk. It's a risk factor. So don't use a home address. Don't use a PO box. Don't use a USPS PO box. Use a, home, a business address and a business phone number like RingCentral, Vonage, don't use Google Voice. You know what I mean? Because these companies catch on to it. They know if it's a true business number or not. You know what I mean? And that's gotcha. why you want to use it because it's really just building credibility. So now when that company looks up your business, they see you're on 401. You have Dunham Bradstreet. You have this. You, you, you look like a real business. doesn't matter. You might have 0 in revenue, but when they Google you, you look like a big corporation. You look the part. Right. We talked about um Miss Business, shout out to her leasing a
3: car or buying a car in your company name. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people don't know you can actually do the same thing with like housing, like an apartment. Like mm-hmm. you can get an apartment in a company name too. Yep. Yep. And it's um the same, like a formal application, right? Correct me if I'm wrong, but right. you fill out your um, your your Dunn and Brad Street number, your Dunn's number, and um it's just like the same, like you can put it in, in the company name.
1: Right. So when you put in the company name, a lot of the times, depending on what you're doing. Like if you're buying and holding, then obviously the attorney's going to do that. But like, if you're doing it to like do a rental property, you just kind of like replicate the process. You can put it in the business name. And now when, when it comes to you having a a property, it's not on your personal credit. And that's the trick. Like I have a friend of mine, he's tapped out. He has 10 houses on his personal credit. Nobody will touch him Mm. because he put all the houses in his personal credit instead he should have opened up an LLC for each one—one 1 to three Main Street, you know, two forty-five Main Street—and put those businesses, or those houses, on there on the, through the LLC instead of putting it on his personal credit. Do you think you you should
3: ever put you should ever buy a house in your personal name? Even if, if it's your personal house? Because some people say you should never buy a house
1: in personal I house. Know, I know. I wish I would have known that trick a long time ago. And that's what I'm in the process of doing too. I guess it just depends. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't ever plan on... Some people just like don't want to be real estate investors. They're like, yo, I don't want to do it. Like I just want to buy my house, live, work my nine to five and that's it. You know what I mean? But if you're really trying to get into the real estate game, then no, you don't have to. But I know people that still do, even though they are in the real estate game. So it really just depends if that's the route that you want to take. Because mm-hmm. then you got to like create a lease agreement. You got to lease to yourself. You know, there's a lot of things that, that come in with that, too. You know what I mean? I had a question about the personal side. Um, Student loan. Mm-hmm. That's a
3: big, big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so are any tips, any hacks yep. to help people that might have made some, you know, late payments or whatever, and it's affected their credit with the student loan situation?
1: Yeah. So student loans is a website. It's called studentloans.gov.gov. And you notice a lot of things I'm saying, I'm telling you, you can do it for free. Because a lot of things out there you can still do for free. Common theme. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So studentloans.gov allows you to take your student loans and refinance them into one. So you saw Max posted that he said IBR. That's an income-based rate. Right, right, right. So what a lot of people do is they graduate high school, they graduate college, they have once, st- one, I never went to college, so correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not sure. I, 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 I went to school online. You know what I <laughs> yeah. mean? So it's like you have each semester you get a, a student loan. Yeah. So even though when you graduate, you're making one payment, you have 10 loans, 15 loans sometimes. You know what I mean? So if you are looking to better your credit by having student loans in default because you had too many student loans at one time and now you just couldn't keep up with the payments, studentloans.gov allows you to refinance and consolidate your student loans, get it out of bad standing, put it in good standing. And now that's going to help raise your credit score because now you have. A on-time payment with your student loans. And now, the, you know, when you file your tax returns, they're not taking your money. Yeah, You know what I mean? And, and it's just good standing. So IBR is when they're putting it based off of your income. Yeah. A lot of people, when they graduate college, they go what's called a standard payment plan. And, and that's not good because you could Ooh. be paying
0: $700 a month. Well, I've seen some, one of my friends was paying $1,200. Right. And so now she's like, yo, that's rent or a student loan. Right.
1: You know what I mean? Make and people And people look at it like, Yo, I graduated college. I'm only making $25,000, $30,000 a year, but my student loans are XYZ a month. Yeah. I can't afford it. So the natural, they like, I'm not paying it. Yeah. So instead of doing that, what you want to do is you can refinance it right away, consolidate it, and put all those loans into one, protect your credit, because now if it goes off of your income, they can see, okay, well, this person's not making enough money to suffice it based off of their, off of their income. They're going to put you at a zero payment. Now you're protecting your credit. Yeah. And all you got to do is every year show your tax return and they keep you with that zero dollar payment. Yeah,
0: that good IBR, income based repayment. Yep. You, no, I know one, two things about that.
1: You know what I <laughs> mean? So it's it's good because now when you're going to buy a house, your credit's not dinged up from your student loans. Right. You know what I mean? And, and and the last thing on that is, is there's something if you're in default. So there's, there's you know, you have student loans in good standing and collections and default. So if you're in default, you can't consolidate. Because you messed it up too much. You went too long without paying. You have to do what's called a rehabilitation program for nine months where you pay at least like 5 to $10 a month. And, and then you get out of that negative standing. Yeah. Then you can consolidate. But the great thing is once you do rehab, they automatically delete all that negative, stu- all that negative student loan from your credit. Oh, yeah.
0: Student loans are tricky. You got yeah. private. You got federal. Oh, it's, it's tricky. It's crazy. I got a question about on the personal side as well. Is it ever a good time to close a card? Yes. Because most times, yeah, most times we hear like, yo, mm-hmm. don't close the card, it's gonna mm-hmm. affect you negatively. Mm-hmm. And so, people, even though they, you know, like they've probably charged it up and paid it down to a point, mm-hmm. they're like, I'm done with this, I wanna close it. And the advice is, don't close the card yep. because you need to have open credit. Yep, when- so
1: it, it depends on what type of card it is. If you have an American Express card, don't close it. Chase, you know, a good credit card, don't close it, even if there's an annual fee. Because you're getting the rewards and it makes sense to have a Chase, Bank of America, PNC, those type credit cards. Mm-hmm. The only time I advise people to close a card is if it's those like First Premier, Credit One, Milestone, CB Indigo. Have you seen those cards? Nah. No. No? <laughs> so these credit cards are like those credit cards where when you were in college or like when you're just getting out the ones that I applied for when I went to the Marines, they give you pretty much a two or $300 limit off the jump. You don't got to put nothing down. But then when you get the card, they add a $75 annual fee right to the card, right? The interest rate is like 30%. Mm. You know, it's like 27%, right? So now you get the card, you're like, man, I got $225 available. So you're going to rack it up. The, and then the thing is, even if you have a zero balance, the reason why I suggest to close these cards is because they charge you about $825 a month to just have the card. And it's a subprime card. So why are you going to have a card? that has high interest on it and is charging you every single month to just keep the card open. And then when you want to call to make a payment, they're going to charge you another $10. So it's like those credit cards are credit cards that are going to put you in a hole. And the clients that come to us a lot, they have first premier charge-offs, credit one charge-offs, you know, CB Indigo, those really bad high interest credit cards. So we tell clients, if you have them, pay it down and close them. So it's never like really like yes and no. It's like, let me break it down. Why? Yeah, No, that makes sense. You know I mean?
3: is there any tips for like people like that's looking to increase their credit limit? Mm -hmm. It might have a hard, even if they have like good credit, sometimes credit card companies be like, nah, you're good. Like, so.
1: So one of the reasons why a lot of companies that decline you, even though you have good credit, you have high balances. Okay. And you might have a lot of inquiries. The good thing about inquiries, they fall off after two years, but they only affect your credit for 12 months. So if you're in a predicament, just wait, just wait it out. Mm -hmm. Make sure your balances are under 10%. Yeah, talk about that. Because most people say 30, you say 10. 10. The reason why I say 10 is because 30 year, you, you'll be like at a 680, 700. 10% you'll be over 720. 1% you'll be like him. You know what I mean? <laughs> you'll get that close to that 800. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like you that's too, where you want to keep it. You, you, you too can
3: join the 800
1: club. You know what I mean? I, 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 I join. Yeah.
3: I'm,
0: I'm in the 800 club. That's
1: where you want to keep it. because are if, you? If yeah, you? Yeah,
0: don't,
1: yeah. If you, I'm not. I'm not in there. It's the all right. It's, yeah, you know, it's, I'm going to get some, there one day. Something you, can there one there. Something you can shoot you know, for. you I'm at like 780. You know what I mean? <laughs> my thing is I didn't have a lot of cre- I don't have that long history yeah, because that helps. That helps. everything was on my own. You know what I mean? I messed up my credit two or three times, filed bankruptcy in like 2013. So it was like a lot of that stuff uh, affected me where I had to like start from scratch.
2: Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean?
0: I, I got caught into a scheme where I was actually listening to Hot 97, you know, like those credit repair things. Mm-hmm. I called the number. I'm mm-hmm. like, yo, I need some help. And they were like, yo, pay this, amount, pay this amount for like two years and we'll waive everything. And it was like, I'm like, um, should I trust it? Should I trust <laughs> it? And um, they consolidated everything. It was like a real thing. And I was like, okay. I right, bet. And I did it. And it, I was awesome. like, my credit got killed. Right. But long term, obviously. So that's like, that,
1: that's like that settlement, debt management. It was
0: yeah, one of those. Yeah, yeah. Debt
1: yeah. consolidation thing. I, 97 over,
0: right? can change your life. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you also said either. never never cosign a loan.
3: Never. No
1: matter unless what. Unless it's 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 your wife that you've been with or your husband for a, a little bit.
3: You just can't trust anybody.
1: And and it's like that's the thing, man. You can trust people to marry them. You can trust <laughs> people to do whatever. But one of the biggest things that we see with credit is yo, my girl left me. My husband Ooh, left me. Yeah, he yeah. dipped me. My husband did all. So unless, like unless you I say, unless you're crazy like my wife, my wife co signed for me when we were dating for like a year and a half. She loved you. She loved me.
0: <laughs> Thank God
1: I never screwed my wife over when it comes to that. And I say she's crazy because a lot of people don't do that. Just walk away. They just, they would be like, like, she should have left me at that point. Like, when I say co-sign about yeah. a year in, she should be like, yeah, I'm, I'm out. Yeah, you somebody, know what I mean? That's asked, brave,
3: huh? If, yeah. yeah. If anybody asked me for a co-sign, you good? You good.
1: good, bro. You good. good. Your children?
0: So, are you co-signing for children too?
1: No, because- if you teach your kids to have the good credit yeah. early, you, don't you never it. have to And that him. was the thing when you
3: said with the to sixteen, I, I don't want people that go over people's heads. Like mm-hmm. in two years you can get your, your child's credit to seven hundred or better. Yep. Um and now they don't need a co sign. The a only co-sign. reason why people need a cosign, this is extremely important because it's like growing up in middle class, working class neighborhoods, you know, coming from just, you know, not the most fluent financial background, you thinking like, all right, I got a cosign for my kid. Only reason you got a cosign for your kid is that your kid needs to be cosigned. You, right.
0: you didn't prepare. If you
3: build them yep. up properly, Derek Grace had a great you know him? <laughs>
0: Who's
3: that? Derek Grace. Yes. DG3. Yep. Derek Grace, good, good, good guy. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so he uh he had a dope video and he was it was it made me really just think about life differently. And he was like, you know, his delivery is a little harsher than ours, but he's a friend of the, the program. But the thing that he said was true. He was like If you're relying on your kid to get a summer job when they're 16 and then take out student loans, like you didn't do something correct. Yep. And I never really thought about it like that. Cause I'm like, you know, you always think like, I, you got to get a job. But he's like, his thing is like, you got to build the business and then hire your child and then all of the different things. And I'm like, that's really true. If you Mm -hmm. really think about it, like, you know what I'm saying? Like what we doing now is like, it it would be a disservice if I'm doing all of this and then telling my son when he's 16, yo, you got to you know what I'm saying, figure it out and get a job and figure it out on your own. Right. Like, what's the point of me doing all this? And yeah. I never thought about it like that until he said it. And I'm like, that's actually true. And it's the same thing what you said. It's like, we're just so used to like, okay, I'm going to have to cosign for my kid because I'm going to have to help. But now you should help them before that. Mm-hmm. And if you really think about it in the grand scheme of things, only two years, only thing you got to do is just put them on and just make the payments. That's
1: it. And now they don't need a cosign because they have credit history already. Yep. Do yeah. And, and, and what's crazy is, is that, you know, we're minorities, you know what I mean? And, and when I posted that thing on Instagram, I posted it on Facebook and I posted it on Instagram. What's crazy is that a lot of the Hispanic and black community didn't know that. But when you looked at the white community, they did. So that's why I want to change the game because it's like, that's great on them. They're teaching their kids that. Yeah. I, once again, at 18, I didn't know that. At 19, I didn't know that. So that, as a community, we got to do better because if we educate and we change that early, we don't, not only do we need to co-sign, but maybe our kids can help us buy stuff when, when they're older. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like if, if we're to change the generation and change the scope of way that people learn and know about credit, it's going to break the cycle of bad credit. And not only will kids not even need co-signers, but they're going to they're gonna do things that we couldn't do at that age you know what i mean and that's the difference is by getting them to that credit level where it's like not only do they need co-signers but they might not even need to go the cyclists graduate high school go to college do this why not graduate high school with an 800 credit score get into real estate become an investor by the time you're 22 you know, you have a big portfolio and yeah. your kids and your friends are just graduating college.
0: They'll be paying you room and board.
1: Right.
3: <laughs> yeah, you start looking at life differently. Even you know, like me? I said, I watched that Derek Grace. The first time I watched the clip, it was a little funny, so I was laughing. Then I watched it a few more times and I'm like, you know, he's actually bringing up some good points. And it's like, because he was like, like I said, his delivery is a little harsh, but... He was telling the people, he was like, he can guarantee his kid to probably be millionaires before most people watching the video. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking like, you know, financial literacy is life or death. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. I'm looking at it now. Like my son has a legit chance to become a millionaire early, just based off of investments that I'm making early on for him. And I'm like, I'm doing a calculation. Like if I put this much money into an account, like by the time he's 18, at least 25, he could really be a millionaire. And it's like your mindset, like, you know what I'm saying? Like so, you never really think about stuff like that. Yep. Never. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, all right. My kid got to get a good, like you said, go to school, get all A's, go to college, get the best paying job you can possibly get. But now it's like, yo, you can actually set your kid up to have 800 credit score, have a half a million dollars in a, in a trust. And you know what I'm saying? When he comes out, you got a business for them to work under and they can, you know, do real estate investing. They can invest right. in stocks. And it's like the old way of thinking is just can, like not even really relevant anymore. Right.
0: right? You You sound like the plug. Yep. you sound like the plug to generational wealth, yeah. Shout out to Wall Street. <laughs> shout shout, to Wall Street, shout right? out to the family pack. That's mm-hmm. a
3: fact. That's a fact. <laughs> nah, I mean it's it's real though. Like you said, I mean you know um, Spanish community, Black community mm. um, for a long time, just it wasn't even a thought. No. Yeah, it wasn't, and that's what, mm. that's one of the great things I love about like Instagram, this whole financial literacy movement is like it's 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 making people aware yep. and it's opening people's minds and it's like people that I would have never thought was interested in stocks is like. You know, tweeting and and Instagramming about stock picks and like looking at their credit score and really? trying to figure out how they can get their first home. Yeah, different like, time, man. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just how do you feel like when you go on the road? Like obviously that's before Corona, but like mm-hmm. how has it been for you to actually touch? Because when y'all seminars it'd be like thousands of people, yeah, like two thousand, three thousand people. Yep. So how how is it for you to actually? It's like a it's like a rapper like performing for yeah. the, like three thousand people yeah. like and then get feedback and
1: hundreds of people coming up to you asking mm-hmm. you questions like, how has that been for you? It was uh, it was it was a little like let me see how I can put this. It was like why me at first, you know what I mean? It was like I was nervous, but then I was like, man, like is this real life? Like, is these, are these people <laughs> really listening to me? Like, so whatever I say, they're gonna do and listen. So it was like. It, it gave me that purpose again. Remember when I said I was in my basement? I didn't know what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I was like, so me being on the road is like little boy from Jersey. Now I'm in Florida. I'm in California. I'm in Detroit. I'm in all these different cities. So it was like it made me really level up and really get my perfect my game because it allowed me now to help people with things that I didn't know at an early age. Because we had young, you know, we had young kids there. It wasn't just like 30 year old, 35 year olds, there were younger kids yeah, there. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, wow. Like it made me feel good where it's like, man, I'm going to be able to change the scope of how people think about credit. And that for me, that was, that's like my purpose. I was like, all right, my purpose here is to educate on credit. And that's when we changed the name of our company to got credit during the seminars. So slogan. You know what I mean? We, <laughs> we changed it because it was yeah. like, my wife was like, got me, like, I forgot what it was. My daughter, said something about milk and some. I think it was my wife who said like, got credit and I'm like, wait a minute, that's what it is, like, do you got credit? Like, do you have it? And by me being able to talk and be here with you guys and talk to all the people that we did, we're breaking the cycle and for me, like, man, like, there's nothing in this world more besides like being a father, a Marine and a husband that's more rewarding than that. Because now I'm changing people's way that they think about credit and it's just, it just feels amazing, man, it just feels so good. And it's, it's just life changing. Now my legacy is not going to be the Marine that got court-martialed, that got kicked out, that got arrested. It's now the Marine that changed thousands of lives across the world. That's powerful.
3: It's a
0: movie in the making. Yeah, That's it's a movie in the making, man. So,
1: so
3: how can the people
1: contact you? Mm-hmm.
3: Um, how, what kind of services do, do do you guys offer? How can you help the people? Let let the people know what what the deal is. Cool.
1: Yeah. So on credit Rep- on uh, Instagram, on YouTube. I don't really use Twitter that much, but, you know, all the platforms, uh, the credit dude. So the credit dude, um, they can find me on there. And what we do is is pretty much we want to educate you first and foremost on what we could do is knowing how to check your credit, what your credit score is, what a credit report is, right? How to check your are done in Bradstreet. Um, we do business credit services. We educate you on business credit, student loans, right? Like, let's say you might have an eviction. We help you with that because it's not on get three credit bureaus. You know what I mean? So anything that revolves around credit, if you want to just call us and that you have questions on, man, I want to raise my limit. You can call the office. We're one of the only credit repair companies that you can get a free 30 minute consultation, ask anything. And we're not going to pitch you on to sign up because that's one thing that's wrong is there's the education is not out there. So we want to give it to you for free. So if you just go to my Instagram, you can schedule a call with us if you want. The link is in my bio, and we would love to not only com- uh, connect with you, but also educate you on what you should or shouldn't be doing when it comes to your personal, your business. And listen, you know, if you're a military, Marine, you're se- suffering with something, we have a-, a nonprofit that's being launched next year to help people out with that. So stay tuned for that as well, because we're very excited.
3: That's dope, man. No, that's,
0: pal- that's
1: dope. Man. Yeah, that's pal- I want to ask you a question about
3: mm-hmm. How was your experience? Because you taught two classes for EYOU. Mm-hmm. And as I said, you're gonna be a professor this year mm-hmm. teaching mm-hmm. four classes. And I watched you, and the good thing about mm-hmm. EYU, because a lot of times people say, like, what's the difference between this and the podcast? Is like your presentation on business credit was 20 minutes, but the, the class was like an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. So it was like over an hour and ten minutes of question and answers. Mm-hmm. And that's the key thing, and that's like the ver- that cause it's like you there's nothing like that one on one interaction. Like and um, you know. People have like real specific questions, mm-hmm. and uh, you know they try to hit guest up after they come on, and they DM them. And it's like a thousand DMs. It's hard to answer. Right. So, what, what was your
1: experience? How's your experience been with EYL University? It's it's been rewarding, life changing because you know you guys obviously are a staple, and you you guys have a brand. You know what I mean. You have yeah. you guys made a huge name for yourself. So it's like the fact that when when your community and your earners ask me questions, and I'm able to reply and I'm able to say this, 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 or or prevent or or do a presentation. Like it's once again, it feels good. But the fact that we're educating and we're giving people the answers and like the you, the community that you guys have built is is amazing. You know what I mean? A, a lot it, of how we changed our business model is based off of what you guys are doing. Well, you know what I mean. So it's like when 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 I was able to respond and talk, man, I was like. Oh my god like you know I, mean, I was like oh man like these guys are coming with the questions that like you know and and, and as I'm answering them, I'm like all right let me google this right quick let me do this right quick but it's like I'm able to respond but it's just so awesome that your your earners they have the the thirst for knowledge and I think that's what separates you guys and and what why your earners are so special is because they're not just signing up they're signing up and asking a thousand and one questions because that's the shows that they care yeah
0: they care and they're they ready you know to execute, mean? man. they ready to execute. And you man. get yeah.
1: active in the Facebook group, too, so I appreciate that. That's it. A fact. Yeah, Of course. I, that's
0: that. what I said, man. We had to start by just saluting you for the amount of love and support mm-hmm. that you've always shown for us. Appreciate it. You know what I mean? We appreciate you. And we saw you put on when we uh, we came to the, the seminar in Jersey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sending Out- Outstanding performance. Thanks, bro. <laughs> Thank yeah, you, man. Yeah. I
3: appreciate nah, it. Nah, for sure. It's, it's been a pleasure. Thank, Thank you, you for joining us. And not only, you know, dropping gems as far as the credit. But sharing your personal story too, because like I said, I think that that could be even as valuable, maybe even more valuable to some people than the credit information, because um, it's always good. I always like to get the backstories of people. So like whether mm. it's a Wall Street trapper who went to jail when he was 16 years old for 10 years, wow. um, and came out, and it's like it has inspires young men that might yeah. have made right. mistakes, or so whether it's right. you know somebody Ronnie Brown who was a teenage mom, and you know now she's a millionaire. And it's like even? how many young girls made you know. Had got pregnant when they were 17 years old and think that their life is over. So,
0: yeah. I was, I, you know, what I was thinking too? Caesar, Caesar's story. Yep. Like yeah. that story you had to make at the door when they were coming again. It was like, yo, quick decision, but changes life, Yeah, right.
3: there's always somebody can relate to somebody's story. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's why we like to tell people's story because, and everybody has a story. Everybody has a story to tell. Like, no matter what your story is, everybody has some story to tell and everybody's story can inspire somebody else so yep. appreciate it appreciate it brother thank you man. um
0: troy housekeeping items. yeah man shout out to everybody on patreon.com you know that is our proud to pay program we got some new members some tier five members shout out to thomas jason and elaine welcome to the eyl family you know that you now have access to eylu you know that that great platform that our, our brother jose uh has been gracious enough to bless us mm-hmm. with his services um so Looking forward to talking to you. And uh, shout out to everybody that's there, all our earners. Like you said, man, they are there with the intent to learn but to also execute. So shout out to all our earners. And uh, shout out to everybody that's supporting the merch. Uh, you know how to get that on EYL.com uh, or EARNYourLeisure.com. And I want to give a quick shout out to this. We, we I don't I don't want people to breeze over this. I don't want people. To be, we we got our own our own got credit license plate fitteds, man. So if you look, then we got we got the New York plates with the Ernie Leach on it. So shout out to you for and, for busting us and, with that. And
3: a great, um, the get credit merch, you can't buy that, right?
1: You can. You can no, buy. You it. can. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And people want to. Where do they buy that? On my Instagram, they can go to the link on oh, okay. my Instagram, and, okay. and everything is right there. Yeah. I know before it wasn't, you couldn't buy no, it. No, right? it was exclusive, where we just gave yeah, it away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I actually think that we're leaning towards that again, okay. where instead of people buying it, I think we're going to lean towards just being able to give it away. Don't
0: worry, you, you can't get the New York play.
1: No, no, no,
3: that's Appreciate it. I appreciate it. It's customized, <laughs>
1: customized, earn yep. Alicia got
3: credit hats yep. and we got bags yep. um so yeah we appreciate it brother thank you of course man
1: thank you guys thank you. so much i appreciate it love is bro. love bro sure,
3: man thank you guys for rocking with us see you next week peace peace my graduates from my school being Forbes. back drop back drop mic drop back <laughs> drop